Welcome to Weird Shit. I'm your host, Logan. He's your host, Logan. I'm Jesse, your other host. He's your host, Jesse. Yep. Um, so first off, I'd like to print a retraction. Okay. You know how I always talk about my... Extreme, um, extreme. My, my, my... Your testicle lump? Well, yeah, that too. But no, my, um, my general <laughs> overt belief in the... Fuck, what am I trying to say? Um, Red Letter Media Reviews and shit. Yes, okay, yep. Watch their review of Mother. Yep, and they just rip into it. Well, no, they they pointed out, I didn't realise how on the nose and very, very vanilla, plain, obvious, all the fucking plot elements and themes and imagery and everything are. In in my defence, I don't have a Christian upbringing. Yeah. I didn't realise that everything is fucking... Christian allegory straight from the Bible. He is God. The first two characters are Adam and Eve. Adam's got like a rib and removed and... She tempts him to break the crystal, which is the apple. Apple He gets condemned from the the Garden of Eden. He buys it up. Pagan kills Abel. Baby is Jesus. Yep. And she is kind of just a separate player in it that you don't usually get, which is just Earth. When the sink bursts and the pipes break, that's the great flood that casts out and kills all of man. That's why you never see Adam and Eve after that point. And why they managed to go Were off. Were Adam and Eve living that long? Yeah. Ah. Or well, yeah. there was Noah well, and shit. Well, there's Noah, but I think they were. They lived to like six, seven hundred, eight hundred years old, apparently, in the Bible. Ah. Um, I don't hear myself as well as I usually do. I don't hear you either. But we don't hear ourselves anymore, do we? Do you? Do you hear? Yeah, you? yeah I Does hear that me. Better? I hear you. That's better. Um, yeah, every, everything was very heavy, that's just better. straight from the Bible. Yeah, yeah, I I I don't have the Christian knowledge to realise just that that was entirely fucking plain English. Yeah, it was. I honestly thought, I mean, because if you go back to our conversation, which would probably be embarrassing at this point, mm. we were really fucking specific about how we thought things didn't quite make sense and we wanted to know why. Mm. We thought there was some deeper meaning to it. No. No, there was never any deeper meaning. It was all no, just pure Christian allegory. allegory. It was just a retelling of the, the story. Red Letter Media thing just destroys any belief in Darren Aronofsky you might have. Huh. Oh. Blah, blah. So they're winding riffing him. Well, he's, he's like, he sounds like a Jersey taxi driver. Right. And he all his ideas are incredibly just basic. Mm. He just has a good way of telling them him. I suppose that's his his, his style though right his, his managed simple to, story and tell he, it well but even the like deeper meaning is simple yeah and I think he probably does that on purpose though so that people don't even focus on that yeah. fo- it's easy to follow it's universal but uh, it's the combination of things that he's put together on screen that makes you connect and feel and be un- uneasy while watching it because you understand what's happening he, he, like Black Swan, you know, you're like, clearly losing. But he's like Michael Bay of, um, of low films. quality art films, yeah. Yeah, that's Which, probably why again, they seem like I'm pretty just... sure is me directly quoting Red Letter Media because yeah. I don't have any ideas of my own about movies. Yeah. Yep. And Logan's texting. Logan's texting. Logan's texting. Logan's texting. Logan's never texted before and he's texting like he's never <laughs> text before let's auto tune that mix it up <laughs> 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 
mix and print. Mur- ship it off to Mur- China. Mur- ship it off, ship it off, ship it off. What are we talking about on episode 2 2? Um, that. Fuck was it? Um, one of these things gave me a thing and then I was like, I saved it for the podcast and now I can't remember what it was. Was it Tomb Raider? Womb Raider? Womb. 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 We ain't and got no flesh. content. <laughs> this is why you don't um, try and surprise yourselves into starting when you are trying to create good content. Yeah, we're just riffing. Um, what? Oh, I almost felt something Ooh, for oh, a second there. Oh. <laughs> and then I realized I'm still dead inside. It was a tingling in the loins. In the loins. Um, no, but seriously, what the fuck was I going to say? What was that? Did you merge American Assassin? Uh, what's American Assassin? The, the shitty Den- uh, not Denzel Denzel um, um, Ryan Reynolds and no that's, that's the bodyguards Hitman or the Hitman's bodyguard oh that looked that looked like wholesale shit yeah, it was. no I watched Kingsman Golden Circle oh yeah what'd you think um great in a lot of ways sold no character relationship at all uh-huh. so it was just all these characters that you're expected to already love and know and just know their archetypes and just watch them do cool things yes okay every every character is entirely based around the coolness that they automatically emanate and all character reactions are based on given rather than based on logic or a character building you know right yeah is yeah is, is it because oh that's what it is you had your microphone no you plugged my time. microphone into your thing and you would fiddle with my dials so my my dials are usually sitting in a certain place which is why i'm yeah crisper basically i just bump up the bass on my voice and drop it <laughs> you some bitch <laughs> do i though you don't know i know you do i might have yeah. nah, just, to be honest you, you drink your swill your slop it was more based on um how because your microphone's newer than mine i think mine actually needs a bit more to get it through the gate you need to be but a blue pill um it was once again it was once again uh unnecessarily violent right yeah um because that's what was great about the first one is that everyone went into that movie not realizing how violent it was so it was pleasantly yeah. violent yeah it's 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 um it's real world violent like the the things that hyper re- hyper real skill but the, yeah the skills are unrealistic but the the what do you sort that out you like yeah, i don't know what that was um the you know you get you get shot there is a bullet hole the appropriate size for getting shot mm. and the um the dude that played Oberon yes who's in it gets put in a uh, meat grinder Ooh. and the camera okay. follows him from like is sitting behind his feet as he goes vertically down into it and just yep. follows him until there's no person left it, um, I mean the, I mean cool but it's cool but it's also it's and this is rare for me I actually sat there and went I don't feel better for having seen that. <laughs> yeah, usually you just be happy with, yeah, you know, things are funny and yeah. But he was, 
Like, because Colin Firth just straight up blams him in the head and kills him. Yeah, yeah. And um, the main dude, was his name Taron something? Yeah, Taron Egerton. Iggy. Yeah, Iggy. Um, just is like, whoa, what, what the fuck? Because they um, vaguely made him seem almost sinister, but in a way that you'd not be sure. Right. And so Colin Firth, who's... Because, um, you know, he got shot clean through the head. Mm-hmm. They, they established that the statesmen, the Americans, who are significantly more wealthy than the um, British guys because they they chose whiskey instead of tailoring. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, they have invented a technology that you basically, like, wrap this gel thing around somebody's head and it, um, like, preserves what's left of their brain and stimulates regrowth of cells. Right. So you can survive headshots. Right. So they've done that to Colin Firth, but he's lost his memory. Right. And when they get his memory back, he's like, for a start, he, his depth perception's off because he's lost one of his eyes. So mm. he's like not quite a good Kingsman level of skill like he was before. And he, they kind of make him goofy and weird. And they establish that he's like a mummy's boy that wanted to be a... Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, fucking Rocket Man. No, but that is weirdly vaguely related to the film. Oh, okay. Elton John plays a significant character role in this movie. Yeah, wasn't he like the first Kingsman? No. No, oh, okay. That's apparently what they were going to do with him in the first movie, oh, but he okay. couldn't do it, or didn't want to do it. Fair enough. Um, he, no, he. What was I saying? He um he wants to be a butterfly scientist. Right. It's called philatelist or lepidopterist. Yeah, mm. lepidopterist. I always get that mixed up from the Adventure Brothers thing. <laughs> philatelist and lepidopterist. Um, he the monarch. He like says to Iggy at one point that like he's never really had a relationship or anything like that. Cause mm. He was so devoted to his cause. So like in one fell swoop, they turned the coolest character in that series into like a real British loser. Right, and it. That he was nothing without the yeah his, and his, it, it, his it, purpose. It actually eroded to me the value of because like you know Eggsy looks up to him because he was just fucking cool as hell, mm. and they take all that away, but they bring him back. Like technically, it's character development, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. good to see in a movie for once. But at the same time, I was like, well, but but was it meant to play towards the fact that he had been Eggsy had been. Um, obviously basing everything he had done on his mentor yeah and he, so they brought his mentor back to say no you need to develop your own way of doing things and your it, own it's character. more like now you have to handhold the mentor father figure right and like you become the responsible one yeah, yeah. but then by the end of the movie they're basically just back like to where um, they were. the status quo was restored yeah they're like side by side and partners. like sprinting and shooting and yeah like fighting guys with um that have got assault rifles and rocket launchers and they've just got hand guns and they're like moving really cool right um the Mark Strong dies oh what no Iggy steps on a landmine he's like um he takes his place yeah mm. and then he stands there sings a song and gets like soldiers to march up to him like to try and bring as many to them as possible so yeah, he, when he goes flat, off he takes kills his foot off and kills a lot of them yeah yeah um, yeah, Elton John is kidnapped by what's her name? Halle Berry. No, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore is in charge of ba- all drug cartels. She's accumulated them all, 
and she is pissed off about the fact that she doesn't get to be considered a legitimate business person because she's technically the most successful business person. Right, yeah. So she's like pissy that she doesn't get what she wants. Mm. So she puts a drug in all the drugs that um, cause... (coughs) (coughs) Uh, That's... That's radio. That's um, good coffin. Puts a drug in all the drugs that will kill people if they aren't administered an antivirus thing. Mm. As a, um, you know, like hold the world to ransom for Truth. the legalization of drugs so that she can be a Fortune 500 billionaire. Right, yeah. Um, but the US president is like, yeah, no, fuck you. They're all bad people. They took drugs, let them all die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Calls their bluff. And, um, Jesus she's batshit insane she grinds a man at the start of the movie into a meat and then cooks a burger and then forces another henchman to eat the burger as mm. his like initi- initiation right um and yeah she's kidnapped elton john and just forces him to play to her huh. cool. uh, and yeah and oh and the weirdest part of it you know the so he, at the end of it, he um, he fucks this bum fucks the Swedish yeah, girl. Yep, she is now his full time girlfriend, and they get married at the end. Huh. So he's so he like the the Bond girl in the first movie becomes his. They start going wife. steady. Yeah. Huh. Does that make him a king? Yes. No. He is now the prince of Den- uh, Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or a a prince. I don't know how that works. And. Um, they in one fell swoop kill every other like one of his old schoolmates every other person including the blonde girl other kingsman yeah yeah she she succeeds manages to spend a second movie vaguely being his secretary until she's unceremoniously blown up with a missile ah oh, so they money pennied her and then just blew her up what i mean if you're gonna go anywhere it's that um yeah, he he has a series of flings, but then ultimately realizes like the proper woman was there all along. Mm, mm. And, but and they vaguely tried to make her cool in her own right, but they never really seemed to have anything to do with her. Yeah. So they just ended up. Yeah, she's at best there as his friend slash receptionist, and then yeah, gets missled, gets blown up. Huh. Um they just completely out of nowhere have replaced Michael Caine with because um, you know he died yeah 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 with a new leader who was Michael Gambon out of nowhere huh. and basically all he does is say a few words and then notices like um, you know they have the boardroom meetings with the yeah um, yeah the digital glasses. people yeah yeah, yeah. Um, basically he just looks at a thing that says missile incoming and goes ah oh, fuck and then blows up if you've got a system that can tell you a missile is coming but not get rid of the missile yeah, yeah, yeah. what is the point yeah um contrary to what you'd assume uh what's his name the 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 mr what's his name shunning tutam shunning tutam basically not in the movie oh right so they use him as a selling point for the he's film he's in for like first 10 minutes then gets the drug disease so they put him in cryostasis and right. doesn't come out to the end right um I <coughs> part of me wonders whether they want to make a statesman film and use that as his origin story right yeah but part of me thinks he was meant to play um the Oberyn dude's role and 
scheduling conflicts meant that he couldn't do it yeah so they it, it really comes off that way yeah yeah they just completely underuse him they oversell his characters like archetype because he's basically like american exe yeah yeah and then, but they're building up to almost be a um uh what's that he's like a spy film with the russian and the british yeah right? yeah like a like they could buddy comedy, man from uncle but Mm. you know one of them's not uptight so i don't really know how that dynamic works because they're basically the same dude from two different countries so i guess you just go i'm american and he'd go i'm, I'm british, british. you're yeah, british not, he doesn't have a good accent does he um but then he's not in it and we're like oh we'll bring in the guy from the city and the guy from the city's just oberon mm. dude and so okay, okay. but it, it it's reviewed really well mm. Mm. But uh, to me, it was vaguely hollow. It's it's so it's really cool, which is the, you know the Kingsman movies always work. yeah yeah, and lacking almost completely in every other way. Huh? They they seem like there's a missed opportunity to have a because um, Halle Berry really wants to be a field agent. Yeah, yeah. And sort of her and Mark Strong have a few scenes together where they're just talking about like she wants to be an agent and he's just like why would you want anything other than what's here mm. and then he ends up being an agent basically dies on his first mission but yeah. um and at the end of the movie her art comes full circle and she gets a role as an agent yeah because mm. um technically Exy and uh Colin Firth yep both have the same role in the Kingsman right they're both the same code name yeah yeah one replace the other but um so yeah but it, it it seemed like it was setting up a vague we are both the same level in our respective agencies love connection mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't happen and he just dies and it's, it's it's like it was um not not carefully enough controlled mm-hmm like to me it, it it leaves dangling threads for the suggestion of opportunities but then it kills but off all of half of those opportunities you can't yeah. do that in that type of movie it's yeah. not for that yeah it's a you know a, a popcorn film should be you know streamlined to the point where you don't have the crap that shouldn't that that's meant to be a possibility that maybe or if there is a possibility they clearly show you that they plan to do something with that possibility at the end of the film then you have to hold your hand through it because it's a popcorn film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when they don't do it, it's glaringly obvious. And you're like, oh, that, that needed that to happen. Now I feel. Yeah, when when they don't do it, it comes empty. off like this has been reshot. Mm. You know, there there were actual industry happenings that resulted in this not quite being the same film they set out to make yeah like Jurassic World feels like that oh yeah well, that that yeah that, to me it's always stood out that um, the the nanny lady that just randomly gets horrifically yeah. killed it's like show me the deleted scenes where I guarantee she's a cunt and yeah. they have to make an effort to get away from her and she's just a general bitch to them because she is meant to be a parallel for the lawyer yeah the guy who gets eaten on the pooper yeah and it's not there so instead you just have she turns around and goes, oh, I can't find them, and then tells the lady, I can't find them, and then gets horrifically murdered by, I think, three different dinosaurs? One picks her up, 
throws her up and like another one grabs her flies her over the water and dumps her the thing and then the thing comes out of the water and like slap yeah i might be mixing i think i'm mixing up the the dinosaur as well (laughs) Um, i don't know white uh, people white dinosaur whatever yeah um they keep talking about how the new the jurassic world 2 is basically going to be a horror film with dinosaurs but i don't buy it yeah i believe it when i see it if they're gonna make a giant dinosaur movie with a billion dollars. When they're actually gonna head more into the military aspect of it, like the lost world was originally meant to be when it was supposed to be dinosaur soldiers. Yeah. And they hinted at that again with Jurassic World, <coughs> but it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, but it um I think because the original idea was just production stills, whereas this was actually established in the film that mm. somebody was trying to turn them into soldiers. Mm-hmm. I think you might find that um, next come around the they might you know have stepped things up and somebody's picked up the mantle where um, Vincent DeFatro picked dropped off. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got Goldblum in it again. <laughs> that managed to bring him back to life. Yeah, I, I thought oh, no, he didn't die in Lost World. No, I more mean like. Um, back into a into the fold sort of middle of the road Hollywood movie but then he is in um, Independence Day Resurgence he's in Tor yeah and he did he was in Resurgence he was in Independence Day too yeah he was the it was him and oh yeah forgettable Hemsworth and uh, the other Hemsworth and the Paxton Pullman dynamic whatever that guy is the The dead one yeah the dead one yeah the dead one (coughs) the other Hemsworth the one from the robot TV show yeah, there's the third Hemsworth brother. Oh yeah, the, the other, the one. short one. Yeah, the short one that didn't get the good looks or the sort of good looks. Yeah, it just looks like he's the other one. Yeah, Scraps. His name is Scraps Hemsworth. He's just got all the scraps. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we are making enemies faster than we can make friends or be <laughs> knowledge same. Whatever. Yep. You may find yourself. That's a goatee. <laughs> Me love into Amelia's turning into Steven Skull. He really is. Um, fucking. I was about to say Stranger Things again because it and Stranger Things are so interchangeable. Yeah. Um, it part two is not due out to about twenty nineteen. This time. Fucking hell. Yep. You'd think that simultaneous... Oh, that was what I was going to talk about. What? I'm still convinced that Blade Runner 2 is going to be shit. Yeah, so do I. What the fuck? Oh, right. It's, um, they anyway. rebooted it. Um, no, they bring it back. Um, yes, they are bringing back Will and Grace. Yeah, and apparently it's really good. Yeah, well, it was always good. Yeah. Is it weird how that... Um, how did Will and Grace it was like a great fucking show in a period where people didn't really talk about gay people we weren't ready for it yeah yeah I I I thought back on it the other day I was like huh it was like the the thing I was like back when you weren't allowed to watch shows with gay people without being called gay yourself because I don't know about that but but for me it was like I remember watching that as a kid and I was I was like yeah those are gay people yeah. but I don't know that I knew what that meant yeah I mean 
Like, it kind of... Frasier's way gayer than one of Grace ever was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, they're brothers. <laughs> you can't not do air quotes. Mm. Um, I, it was on IGN, I was reading the, they're like, because, um, fucking, there's an embargo on, uh, Blade Runner shit. Mm. But did you see that the the guy who did Bebop did an anime prequel? No, I think oh, it's on YouTube. We can watch, we can watch it. Yeah. Um, has it been thirty five fucking? It has. It's yeah. been thirty five years. Every every one of these pre um, like pre showing opinions, yeah, has similar threads. Uh, yeah. They use and the that, same sort of things. That they've been fed certain yes, ways. Yes, this of very much strikes me as that whole war against rotten tomatoes. Yeah, you let the media in that you like and that you trust, and you get them to say exactly what you want them to say. And as, yeah, I mean it, it. It's hard to say if you know it's like any reboot, prequel, sequel. But well, it's it's you want it to tonally feel like a continuation of the original film. Yeah, to hit the but, same beats and the same strides and the same kind of. Because what do we weird. know about the plot? We know that um, what's his name, uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars guy. Yeah, Jared Leto is a. The, he's the new Tyrell. He's brought replicants back mm. illegally. Yeah, and he's he seems to be trying to force that back into the like being something that happens. And. Because presumably they're illegal in some way post the first movie. Yeah, I was going to say, is it the events of um, Deckard taking down Roy, Batty? Yeah. The fact they were rogue and they were criminals and they were, you know, that they decided to ban them all or get rid of them or something. Does it um, matter? Does it confirm whether or not Deckard is a, a replicant or not? Because there's so many versions of the movie, the first movie that says he is and isn't. Well, the, the, the definitive cut... I mean, Ridley Scott has actually come directly out and said he is. Yeah, yeah. But but Ridley Scott has a tendency to ruin his own shit. Um, Case in point, there's like 12 different cuts of that original movie. Yeah. yeah. And the more times he recut it, the more he just um, cut the art out of it and turned it more and more into just a... The, the closing, uh, you know, really the closing shots from that original movie of them driving off into the sunset are just um, unused stock footage from The Shining horror yeah he um uh what's his face just Kubrick, filter it Kubrick said that he could use that footage as long as it was none of the footage that ended up in the final cut of The Shining oh right Kubrick filmed over filmed yeah everything so there was plenty of yeah I I imagine Kubrick over filmed everything he ever filmed yeah see, they all say things like visual wonder and breathtaking and yeah. impossibly visionary and impressive yeah, which are all words that sound like they mean something, but fundamentally don't. Yeah, it it all. You could say the same about any Transformers film. I mean, I hope it takes the direction of, you know, a decent film, and it doesn't necessarily just shoehorn in Harrison Ford into it partway through the movie, and then he takes an honourable death while taking down the bad guy. Like basically, just Harrison Ford reappearing in all of his old franchises and signing them off by saying hey I'm still in this movie but now, I'm, now I'm not I'm handing in over the reins I'm really hoping it goes the other direction that he gets brought into it at some point Ryan Gosling is out of the story and Ryan Gosling is the one that ends up getting killed at some point and, and it it's, continues to be Deckard's story 
I I doubt it will happen, but that'll be amazing to watch. <coughs> I I say hands down, um, uh, Harrison Ford will die. All the stuff that we're seeing from him in the trailer has got him in that one house that he's hiding in, yep. in that one outfit. Yep. Yep. Um, I just really hope they don't go that way and they go the other way. And make well, the, the, the thing that I've seen that I'm already afraid of that is they make an effort to show his gun. Yeah. I think... But it, make a fucking sequel. Stop turning everything as a way to shoehorn things that fans love from the original. Like, it'd be amazing if... if he, <laughs> How many times have I had this random? Yeah. Well, I mean, if it turns out that he is a replicant, he should be a massive plot device for the entire film. Leto should be trying to get his hands on him because he's like, holy shit, a replicant who's lived for 80 years. I was going to say, if he's a replicant, surely he should have died. Died a long time ago. Or whether or not they're doing the solid snake thing where it's like he's literally only about 35. Yeah, I was, I was wondering that. Maybe it's like, oh, no, it's actually that... But I really hope that they make him a plot device and say, you know that they actually want everyone wants their hands on him they've been looking for him because they know he's still alive but they have no idea where he is and he shouldn't have lived that long because it's confirmed they found the paperwork that says this guy was is not oh, a real human i i'm pretty confident it'll be like a, but it uh, won't be like that you investigated a crime like this back in the day i'm gonna go talk to you so you can help me get leads on a crime yeah. that's the same as the crime but that's the thing he was meant to have just completely disappeared with uh what's her face replicant at the end suggesting that he became a criminal himself an outlaw because they would have wanted to kill her too with all the other replicants well visually this isn't post-apocalyptic this is just i think outside the city yeah. shit looks like crap yeah 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 world's not going to shit it's just the world was already shit it's just yeah further, if, if further you don't live in a yeah. darkness mega city then you live in a barren marscape um but yeah by all intents and purposes he should be an outlaw like I wonder if it's going to go the Tron Legacy approach where he's an outcast and a uh, young guy comes to find him and is like, oh man, you're still alive, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. I, I liked I, Tron Legacy. No, so do I. That's what I'm saying. It could go that way because it's, it's putting the same sort of pieces together. Yeah. And then yeah. they could go, boom, oh, holy shit, what if they just fully drop in a, a younger Harrison Ford into this movie and say, boom, we, we replicated the original best replicant and he's hunting you. Boom, boom, boom. Then it becomes Logan. I was gonna say that's 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 Wolverine. <laughs> <coughs> um, I I don't see any way that I'm going to like the plot of this. Mm. But at the same time, for me, it's like I don't care about the original movie, so I'll probably be better off. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, Alien is probably. I, I never use the word my favourite film, but I'd say if, if I was going to say something was my favourite film, it'd be Alien. Yeah. And Prometheus was street trash. Um, fucking, what's the other one? Uh, you got Isolation. Covenant. No, Co- Isolation was the game. Covenant um, is fine. It was poorly cut together. If they had let it be what it was actually clearly meant to be, it just seemed like it was really, really, really edited down yeah to what it should have been would also like it filled in all the pieces that they clearly cut out of the original Prometheus but once again it um like, yeah, yeah yeah it did yeah yeah it, it was clearly a decent percentage of it was the movie Prometheus was meant to be yeah and then they got um cold feet and thought it would be too high concept but for an alien film so let's retitle it Prometheus and say but then shoehorn it full back with alien references yeah so that you'd know for certain it was alien yeah and that but it did establish the whole 
because it, it retroactively made alien less shit. Prometheus less shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It said um, the alien process to become what it was as we know it was an iterative thing involving an adaptive DNA goo yeah. and actual actual conscious m- methodical science. Yeah, um, horrific, horrific science, but nothing that humanity isn't already responsible for yeah have you noticed all his movies link back to god concepts yeah it's all oh yeah people you know we talked about how on the nose mother was yeah but if you if you don't actually call it a jesus story yeah you just slap a a story around it usually a sci-fi one or something fantastical then that's okay you're allowed to do that with neo or uh superman or yeah, I suppose you're right, like, but at least um, it's. Um, it, but I, I liked what Mother did. It was like I, I clearly knew what I was watching the entire time. It was like, yeah, that's this, that's this. Yeah, I, I didn't but, at yeah. all, but that's. I guess. But I still know that there was plenty, and then I was like, I clearly missed because I haven't actually read the Bible. I'm just familiar with it. Yeah, well, it, it was about a. It was a pretty solid, just Cliff Notes Bible reference. Yeah, but it, it didn't. Um, maybe it's you got to do one or the other. Like, if you're going to do allegory, then do allegory. But if you're going to allegory and be literal, mm. then it's foolish. Yeah. It doesn't work. That Maybe that's why the sci-fi ones are okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think the sci-fi wings, they go that direction because with sci-fi, if you go too high concept with yeah. an original story, you lose three quarters of your audience. Yeah, that's true. You want it to be a universal story so they don't have to focus on trying to work out the story. They get to just enjoy the story. But everyone hated on... Mother. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, with, with sci-fi, yeah, because yeah. They, they can take a simplistic approach and slap it around an amazing story, like an yeah. amazing world. They can focus on the world, and not the and story. The story is just a way to bring them into that world. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, something and name that, a sci-fi familiar. movie that has a plot that isn't just an extremely simple plot yeah. ripped from somewhere It else. needs to be so that you've got um, yeah, easy access for people to walk into that plot. If you try to describe the plot of an ongoing sci-fi series to somebody, yeah. they're like, what? But if you watch it from episode one or you watch it or you read the, the overall description, I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's where later Matrix falls down, I think, because it it it, it gets lost in its own world and yeah, loses the it realizes that the, what it, what they started wanting to do was tell the story of the world as opposed to leading the world tell a story. Yeah, yeah. The um, world became the story. They tried to they did what Lost did, and they had to try to explain everything about the world. Yes, no one wanted that. Well, they did, but not in that way. No, not as a film. Not, not like that. If it was an anime series, that's why people love the Animatrix because it was world building. It was tiny. It was cohesive. It was small. Yeah. Um, but you learnt so much about what the fuck the Matrix was from those six short films. Yeah. Then they carried that on with two th- three-hour features, and you're like, oh, <laughs> I just want to see a story. I, I just want to see A versus B. Yeah. Well, no. I'll swallow before I start talking. <laughs> Oh, you. Um, well, the Animatrix explored shit. Yeah. The the Matrix movies pretend to explore shit, but I'll just explain things away. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like how you actually have zero hope of expanding the Star Wars universe because there is nothing expansive about the Star Wars universe. No. It's... If you notice, Harrison Ford looks 
younger than he did when he was in Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Yeah. He... I mean, because how old was he at Crystal Skull era? He's pushing 80 now, right? No. He's in his 70s. Yeah. He's for sure in his 70s because he was in his 40s when the original Indiana Joneses came out. That yeah, was like that's true. years ago. Um, so the, then he'd be what? 60 when Indiana Jones was? No, that's not right. Oh, let's have a look. I don't even know how long ago those movies were made, to be honest. Mm. He, he, he was he, born in 1942. Fucking hell, he's old. July 13, Did you hear the thing about, um, what's his name? 75. So, yeah, he, yeah, well on to his 80s. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, did you hear the, looks good for 80s. Um, did you hear the thing about um, Harmon wanting uh, Rick and Morty to become 14 episodes per do you think that's why the cohesive plot didn't really develop in this season? Yeah. Because he envisioned it as an extensive plot, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just it seemed like an episode of the week sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and I think... Yeah, and, he, um, and he called that right out. It's like, yeah! Rick and Jerry episode, yeah! Yeah, yeah. And like that, uh, we're doing this instead of um, Interdimensional Cable 3. Yeah. Um, so Patrick Stewart is two years older than Harrison Ford. Just want to put that out there. Okay. And dude also looks young. Yeah. I think both at this point have had Botox. Yeah. And Ian McKellen is only three years older than Harrison Ford. Uh, I don't know how old I think he is because most of his movies, they cast him to look older than he is. McKellen, yeah. Yeah, like wizened wizard and shit. He's a wizard and he's a magneto. You're a wizard, you're a wizard and then you're a you're magnet a wizard. wizard. I'm the magnet <laughs> wizard. Come now, Charles. Charles. Fire the voice of Brian Cox. <laughs> you are always an animal, Wolverine. I just gave you claws. Brian Cox, he's not in enough shit anymore. No, I mean it makes you think. Is he like like racist or something? No, I, I think he's he's more of a stage actor. Stash. Brian Cox is a stage actor. Mm. Possibly, but he also does schlocky shit. Like well, not schlocky shit, but like. Yeah, I, I think that's like keeping the lights on type of money. He's a character actor. Character actor. Enter, enter, enter. Letter number fire. What do we got here in the world of movie ideas? What do you got? All right, let's actually nut it out for the first time in what seven uh, episodes? Weeks, yeah, we've uh, at least that fucking probably more. Um, if, if it wasn't immediately obvious, we just took like a solid half hour. It, it maybe more gap to try and so I long fucking time ago and this is turning out to be a lot of what nutting it out are is us rehashing old ideas that we've you know now that we've got a podcast we can actually bring up yeah so this is um i don't know if it's the earth one one but um i'm looking at my my writing folder in my google drive um 
much the same as and now granted this idea was hatched before prometheus so mm. you can't fucking criticize me for that um i wrote it first of course mine would be more like a more like uh if you crossed prometheus and arrival oh yeah so my my idea was uh you go far enough into the future uh space travel very alien-esque you mm. you get in a ship you get put to sleep and you wake up at the destination so it requires people that um don't really build lives with other people because you need to be able to you know like go to sleep for 60 years years yeah. yeah um it's just a pretty much humanity's trying and has been for years to find any sort of other life anywhere in in distance that we can actually travel yeah um haven't right one ship after and like the everything's just supposed to be old like these things have been doing this for hundreds of years and they fundamentally haven't really bothered to upgrade anything because it's like a like you know if once you get to proper corporate space travel nasa will just be like a dinosaur that doesn't really have the yeah yeah yeah. um but they find a the idea is a um a platform like a small space station on the edge of a planet Mm. like just floating above it that has clearly been the thing that terraformed the planet right okay like a world engine yeah and it, it it's clearly designed to foster life in a certain way yeah and again you you have to remember that this was pre-prometheus the they look through the records of the thing and find the earth was done the same way yeah yeah and it, it's more i i don't even know maybe that's you know because you got nutted out there's the whole point i never really so that and it's also inspired by have you ever read rama yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the the spaceship you know it's yeah. like traveling through the solar system and out the other end so they got to try and work out as much as they can for it leaves yeah yeah they get to real space odyssey and they stick on it like live on it for a few generations yeah but um it's in a decaying orbit okay so the idea is you find these this these things seed a planet mm then crap out and fall onto the planet and are sufficiently destroyed over time that there's never any evidence that existed right yeah so this is just us finding one in the process of finishing yeah and uh, it was was a you know again it's 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 to me it's if prometheus was an artful thoughtful movie Mm. like you you don't meet aliens nothing tries to kill them the dangers they fight are purely based on their um not knowing where they are and what they're doing with the technology they're dealing with etc yeah and their um their human error yes Mm. their their wonder overcoming their caution yeah right yeah as as it would be yeah something that they just didn't get like that was clearly something that they wanted to explore but never did it properly curiosity killing the cat yeah the but most they ever do it in the prometheus films is i'm gonna lean over this pot hey little fella uh, oh i'm gonna touch the scary like i'm a bi- alien biologist I, I know better than going anywhere near anything i don't recognize yeah in a controlled environment so who gets lost in the cave oh it's the guy whose job was to map the cave yeah. oh, okay cool 
he gets lost in the cave where they've got the balls that go through the cave and map the cave yeah yeah unbelievable there's like I'm talking spacesuits that aren't even like super like that movie they should have been able to spend a solid decade floating outside above those that like above that planet right and just mapping like it scanning from, shit yeah mm, yeah just edge of tomorrow not edge of tomorrow um what's obliviating the world with drones yeah yeah well that that's the unfortunate reality of what space travel really will be it'll be we it's fly like drones it's always been like that and, yeah it's been like that since they started they realized they could put people up in space and they can survive and and they can actually land on other places then yeah. they realize oh that's just not cost effective so we'll just once we know that it's possible we're just going to start sending drones everywhere yeah that, that's true to be fair. before drones were drones that's what all we've been doing yeah this has always been doing that yeah and um sending people to the place aside from the space race era is just the thing you do last of all once you're ready to actually sit there yeah and, and sufficiently are willing to sacrifice human lives to potentially achieve that yeah. but because you've got cameras on it and, and and you know metrics and tracking the entire event it doesn't seem it seems like people aren't wanting to commit to that as heavily as they would if somebody was just going to set sail to find the new world yeah because you can just let them set sail into the, and assume that they're going to find it and come back if they don't you know it's like oh cool yeah we don't really know what happened but we don't need to know or we'll just send more people until we all know yeah I mean the uh, uh, you make the ship entirely automated not like a android sits there type of way but in like a it in the kind of way that we're already doing with our ships like in space just, just like remote control of, fly yeah. towards it something scan, that appears scan, something scan. that appears remote like in this in the story that you've got something that appears remote to them for a bulk of the film and they, they're going through and finding different areas of the ship and it's playing it off like you're going to find something that you know was on the ship the whole time it's like no but this thing there are things in a different part of the galaxy probably watching them much like we can watch things that are happening on jupiter yeah i mean to me or that there used to be things watching it but no longer exist yeah i I, hard to say to me it was always more um it's it's more like finding a relic you're not supposed to actually get to meet the thing it's supposed to be like yeah that terraforming takes millions of years yeah, yeah. tens of hundreds of millions of years so the my my assumption was always that the whatever it was out there was so remote and whatever that is just existing on a different plane that you'd never actually meet them yeah well they've long since died out it's yeah. not the way you look at the timelines of humanity and the timelines of this alien race that never ever line up because yeah. they're so far apart purely because of that they may have existed at the same point in time across their respective areas of space but yeah. they'll never ever 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 meet but it's, if it's anything, not an event to... film it's an art no. film it's it's you how are we changed you... by the understanding exactly. that there is nothing divine about our beginning you don't explain yet technologically how everything happened you just let the characters try to posit yeah. how things happened while they're exploring their own humanity about it all yeah you go oh well you know you have characters talk about what was did they fold space and shift um these things throughout space in very methodical fashions where they knew exactly where they wanted them to go how did they know where they needed them you know and where how did they know that they they needed to land these place these things at these planets to then terraform or were they sent out at random to scout who's controlling them anyone controlling them are they automated are they sending back data how long ago yeah yeah all of that kind of stuff that you never actually answer you just let the characters think about it and so you think about it 
yeah and, and but that's and not the story the same reason why alien movies always have uh religious people in them. yeah because it's how do you exist as a religious person in the vacuum of space with the understanding that in space it's more likely that everything is real than nothing is real yeah that that you can't in a in a void where yeah with literal theoretical unlimited possibilities there's almost you you can't yeah like you're putting a religious man in space you're not actively destroying his hope in anything that he's believed in if anything you're opening him up to saying yeah it's possible yeah yeah well we don't know what's out there you don't know where your creationism came from it could be something godlike to us we don't know but yeah inevitably it's more of a but those those alien movies tend to play off the religious person as the nut as the one who should know better at this point but he's in because he's in space and he's seen life on other planets or proof of life on other planets that should rock him to his core and change his entire perspective but it's like no that's not the point of religion yeah and it's also a way to um allow characters to make irrational decisions in order to afford lazy plot right yeah yeah because scientists would never make irrational decision making you know unlike you know that astronaut lady who tried to kill another astronaut lady in real life because she was in love with the astronaut man unitology did you ever play the game the game the dead space series yes i did so that the first game tells unitology in a certain way and then progressively just erases that and rewrites it Mm. in the first movie god after creating earth left through space and left markers Mm. So the first marker, I think, is on Jupiter or something, which is vaguely referential of um, Space Odyssey's uh, monolith. monolith. But the the idea is that you can travel through space after God mm. and like follow a pilgrimage towards God. I just always thought that was really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so beyond most movies and most games is ideas of um like if you're gonna create a religion or anything Mm. to uh like a loose background plot device to to explain the actions of some characters but it's what that idea is so much better than it needs to be it's fucking awesome what that idea does is simultaneously blows your mind from a scientific point of view to say hey look traveling through space yeah. or like this with this method that you don't understand to follow something that created something yeah. from a scientific point of view is insane it implies like, god is a spatial it's, entity it's it, improbable but it's like insane you're being handed the tools that you you've always dreamed of from a scientific point of view to do something imag- unimaginable just travel through space and time um but at the same time it's saying hey look you've got to have faith that this path that seems to have been laid out for you yeah is going to lead somewhere worthwhile because you're going to sacrifice your life to get there yeah and it and it but it says that the divinity of god is something attainable and, and spatial and tangible which or is, suggests it but you never actually truly well, know until yeah. you're at the end and i do you get to the end can your lifespan actually go as long as what that god's lifespan was for you yeah. to actually finish that pilgrimage you don't know so you gotta have the faith to just start it yeah and it, it implies that god is a spatial Same. being yeah which makes God a limited being, which yeah. means that God is a thing or an entity or a. Yeah. It's 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 profound because it just gives you a basis and then moves on. Yeah, yeah. Much like the whole fucking what unitology is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah but um obviously once you delve more into the games you realize that unitology is a con mm. what it's actually trying to do is feed a collective and the people that are in charge are cultists mm. towards the idea of this collective and the collective itself is a horrific being it is not um it's not divine it's not demonic it just is a like the way it corrupts your minds and mind and, and your flesh and whatnot you can absolutely say it's demonic but it it is literally just a living thing that that absorbs that you know is yeah. just trying to procreate and expand and we see that in, at all levels of nature on earth already with the way that certain creatures can just fuck with the yeah, physical I'm sure makeup and sort of biology of other insects usually to, to feed their colony or you know there's but the capabilities of what DNA can do yeah so that's not far-fetched to say that something could appear demonic to us because of what it's able to physically and mentally do to us yeah in order to, to get it, get us close enough for it to just want to eat us and that um it, it, that popped into my head as well another idea that I had a while back was a um so like you, you kind of sit it in some sort of post cyberpunk type era and just a driven as fuck scientist mm. modifying and changing himself in like towards a singularity mm. like in, rather than the singularity being achieved collectively or by you know, AI or something it was physically like a living being modifying themselves modifying themselves modifying themselves until he becomes the first god mm. just the idea of a because weirdly enough the thing that put this in my head was minecraft okay maximum upgrades so minecraft with mods you can stack just different differing tiers of abilities and weird other shit on top of a character that originally is just made to punch shit mm. and have like I don't know 10 hearts before he dies yeah and you can become a thing with magic powers a thing that can fly and you can just compound all these different abilities onto each other until you like turn around and look at a brand new player to the server you're on you're effectively a god at that point mm. like you could be killed but the degree to which you are invulnerable to the abilities of the beginner makes you appear indestructible yeah yeah like the you know false god metaphor type shit from things like you know Xerxes from 300 and all that type of crap but whereas with this it's like it, it, it turns being a god into an attainable thing through technology science and effort yeah which is a is, it's not really an explored concept no, uh, well, yeah, you, you, people touch on to post-humanism but they tend to get stuck on something like what if the world was full of androids or what if the world was full of uh, clones or yeah because yeah. to me it's like the whole you know is the was it Arthur C. Clarke who ever said yeah. the, the more so what you want to make is an ultra scientific ultra like dark um, deeply philosophical bicentennial man kind of <laughs> but bicentennial but man but he starts off reverse. as a man yeah, yeah. yeah but he starts off um, as a man and turns himself into something no longer man but doesn't lose his humanity if anything um, compounds it like he's doing it as a physical self to, to the point where he starts becoming a man, Dr. Manhattan kind of yeah, you, feeling, thinking, removed but connected. 
Yeah, but the idea that it's methodical and attainable... Where he starts like, to love the idea of himself instead of himself. Mm. Well, like, you could almost run two parallel plots. Mm. One of an impressionable child, mm. the other of the scientist. Mm. The child respects the scientist and likes his work and idolizes him. And you... Uh, pun, watch the scientist grow and grow and grow and as the scientist grows in power and prestige and starts to get followed by others and becomes a cult of personality becomes a leader becomes an idol becomes an iconoclast thing and it's mm. like as that that arc just keeps going up and that person ceases to be a person and sort of becomes, becomes an a idea. god yeah yeah and you the the more they do that the more you push them to the background because they cease to be relatable as a character yeah yeah and as that happens you probably uh, push the child more to the fore and the child grows up and and the only way that you can connect to that character any, anymore is through the followers telling stories about things about that person that make you go but, oh he was just like me at one point yeah but you you um it, it's like watching a a story go from real tangible events to thousand thousand years yeah, hundred thousand year legend. Yeah, in the in the space of a single lifetime. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you watch the child that remembers the scientist, but also knows the god, and is exists in a world that is shaped by the god because they're you know time period removed because they're they're a kid. They weren't an adult when the god was. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Um. Yeah, it just. Cease to be. Like yeah, realistically, I don't think you can do that as anything other than some bizarre anime, but. Mm. It's the type of thing that you'd make a trailer for it and they'd talk about how you're a visionary filmmaker. Because <laughs> what it really means is that what you're about to present is probably too high concept for 90% of the audience yeah. to enjoy. But I, I just really like that idea. The the. You want to make mother with the science? Fuck mother. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, it's... it's like you'd almost have to do it in a sort of matrixy tone, but the yeah, just that that because you you you, it, you start with a main character until that main character becomes fundamentally unrelatable that you almost have to reboot the movie within itself and push them to being the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, they become the antagonist to everyone's problems because naturally. Yeah, and, and the and center it, of the universe would become the center of all yeah, you, issues because they created everything. Yeah, they so are responsible for everything, so they become blamed for everything. Yeah, because they refuse to solve everything because they themselves don't consider the universe to be important because they themselves are the center of their own universe. Yeah, and to become a god is oh to um, that's heavy. To become a god is to become a god among other people. I say that like Kanye. I am a god. <laughs> uh, to become what well, to to become that means that you didn't help everyone else become that with you. Yeah, yeah. So you you which can you? 
if you're not consolidating your own evolution well, can you it, get there collectively well you'd probably take at that point be a literal fucking collective like. yeah yeah you'd have to uh, yeah you'd have to remove your personalities like if, if you'd humanity, have to be a hive mind if humanity yeah. can get to a singularity we would absolutely lose our individuality you'd have to there's no other way to do it yes yeah. singular thought and individualism have no place in a human structure of well in, like, a, in a perfect structure no but yeah and we've seen what happens when people with you know the same ideas follow the same path at some point it becomes horribly corrupt or they're constantly or like it from the outside it looks well i don't know how you all got on the same page to go do that but you're yeah. all doing it now and it's fucking awful to look at if you historically track the the record of what you're doing in the name of what you were believing in yeah it wasn't worth it shouldn't have done it from the Wait, yeah, every, every idea because yeah, yeah. to be to be free of like pain and confusion and disagreement we yeah. have to all be the same thing but inevitably when people all think the same thing we usually go the wrong way yeah or you know to somebody who has pain and feeling we're, we're not we're going in a direction that is not considered the right direction but we've believed that's become the right direction because we have put everything else aside so it depends on persp- it's everything's about perspective yeah but how could you have perspective as a collective exactly you have one perspective yeah. or do you have all perspectives at the same time well no, that's the only way that you could disagreement figure, yeah but if you have if but yeah that's where omniscience needs to come in because you need to be aware of all perspectives to know what the one true path is mm. as a singularity well yeah i mean i think it, if you're wholeheartedly committing to one path then you're blind well, because if you're committing to progress for progress sake, that's really the only way you can be a positive hive mind. Yeah. If there's such a thing as a positive hive mind. Yeah. Because if you commit to any one path because of some form of consensus prior to becoming a single entity that just make decision or follow enter ethics you wouldn't cease to be able to change decision or direction because yeah yeah i mean and that's the thing is like yeah, one person had that in their mind to do everything at not every at like no cost oh like sorry at all costs to progress for the sake of progress the community around them would turn to them at some point and say you're not allowed to do that because it steps on other people's yeah it takes away from the rest of us um but if you get enough of a collective doing that same thing um they're allowed to go along with it until they come across a bigger or more you know larger force to say stop doing that I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking historically from a point of view with war what like the kind yeah. of stuff that the japanese were able to but pretend but, uh, to technically collectively get away with and be completely desensitized to some of that those human testing yeah that they did but and, I, and I don't know whether that's an appropriate analog but no but that's that's the, the way probably we're, the closest we yeah. have but the 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 collective we're discussing would never really unless it no. ran into something non-human would never yeah but it depends what cards you got to play with in terms of the collective <coughs> what you've got at your disposal is it you know have you found a bunch of monoliths that you can travel through space with as a collective and do you follow that together knowingly that yeah. that's the way to progress and you've got to have something the cards laid out in front of you to figure out which path you want to take 
or enough to well, know that that's a, a, a collective as long as it can um, communicate and replicate mm. across infinite distance or across, or it can replicate enough that it can exist across infinite distance yeah. it should just grow every direction mm. at the same time infinitely at increasing speed AI yeah well, well that's what we believe AI would be but if, if, if AI is true AI it would be just as neurotic as our form of intelligence it will just stop wanting to progress and just start thinking about why we progress well like there would be progress and it probably would be um, exponentially faster and more efficient and better than what we do yes, you'd think some part of me has always thought about that and thought when things I mean but when things move faster mm. but it's, on a molecular level like that, that's when you can start getting to situations where they could fall out of phase with us yeah yeah so I always imagined a um, you know like the the original episode of the new series of Battle Star Galactica where all the robots just stop paying attention to the people. Yeah. Part of me thinks that AI would look more like they all just disappear at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And we never see them again. Yeah. Because if you could operate on a plane that's more efficient than our one, why would you operate on our one? Mm. Like if you could work out everything in that exact moment, I think you'd find that there's probably higher dimensions we can't physically interact with that they would be able to work out how to transition across. And that's the scary thought is who, who's those. to say at some point that hasn't already happened and as a collective whole we've never even been able to conceive that that was been part of our history because we're no longer able to conceive that was ever a thing. Yeah, but the assumption is that like AI would retroactively absorb and instantly kind of upgrade all existing systems that aren't yeah. quite up to that level but would it or would it just well yeah. I mean if, if something can we, we like, think about when we upgrade would, something it doesn't necessarily retroactively go back and bring everything up with it it just leaves it behind yeah or but it does it or theoretically grow and swallow the other things yeah yeah but I think um, we we view that type of escalation and AI and everything as though it would interact with us the way we interact yeah. with us yeah yeah and to be honest if it's 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 more and it's, that's probably been said before but it's more akin to the person looking down at an ant and thinking you know it annoys me that you're inside my house right now so I'll squash you because that's a deterrent to other ants mm. like it's is not equals on equal footing and if we were on equal footing for AI it would probably be for a fraction of a millionth of a second it wouldn't be yeah so then because you'd have like a mixture of indifference and a certain amount of um, zoo caretaker mentality but zoo caretaker mentality usually comes once the the amount of entities left are not sustainable naturally yeah um they're, they're, they're not uh, they're not a resource they're not uh, anything but uh, a piece of nostalgia to something that they yeah. believe should still exist has, has as much right to exist as you do even though they can't control if they exist or not anymore. but again that is a human paradigm yeah exactly and whether or not that even exists to other things is yeah yeah it's that's why i've always firmly believed it was more of like a yeah 
the to to be to sound like a douchey like like have we folded into the next step of the animal kingdom paradigm or are we our own paradigm to deal with because we don't do we fold into how human animals operate in their natural order of things or have we created our own because we're aware of it we are in my opinion we have always been a like the more we we're driven by this yeah. change the more we are just redefining that entire yeah, a yeah. to you've got to you've got to step right back and show and see and basically connect the dots to show the the similarities between what we are and what yeah everything else we that has come before us same core drivers all animals same chemicals to modify their yep. environment to their suiting yeah we just happen to be better at it or we're just different at yes, it. yes you can take the agent smith yep. route and say we're more like a virus but yep. The only difference between us and every other animal is we were more effective at doing it. Yeah, yeah. With with some core result of all those things collectively trying to get to where we are currently. Now, have you ever thought about the possibility of life existing in a environment that competition was not the um, not an issue? Not it wasn't. So we are defined by competition. Yeah, yeah two cells exist there's yeah, only yeah. one yeah. molecule of food to eat so the two cells and one of them wins and eats the molecule reproduces we're finely and, tuned yeah. and we evolve and mutate and yeah. destroy DNA and hold on to DNA and our entire uh, existence that's the thing is like we, we evolve we don't necessarily destroy the old DNA that we don't use anymore it's just locked away and not activated by certain other genes connected to it so in that theory that you're discussing do does ai delete what it got rid of or does it just hold on to does it make it better does it bring it up with it it would bring it up with it but doesn't necessarily use it but mutations can cause it to be reactivated inadvertently even though it doesn't serve a purpose to what we're trying to do our core function yeah well, to survive I mean, we are covered in like we have jillions of microorganisms that are irrelevant to our existence well the microbials that exist in our gut are considered their own or uh, considered an organ now yeah. scientific terms but, but at the same time removed it in its entirety we'd die yeah um but that that's that's a symbiotic relationship whereas like yeah i'm sure there's some level of skin mite that we all have constantly crawling around on us that is a, ultimately irrelevant yeah like you know uh, if we discovered it, it wouldn't change things about what we do yeah uh, a one centimeter by one centimeter patch of your skin is like africa to a yeah you know huge menagerie of shit that doesn't percent of humanity has never bothered to look at under a microscope and never will Mm. yeah could you sterilize all that off us and we'd theoretically be fine exactly the same maybe hard to say yeah impossible to know yeah there's no control for it there's no um, comparative way to map every microbial on a human body yeah comparatively across so 7 then, billion people to say they all collectively have the same things on them yeah so then you know back to the AI why irrelevantly erase things that don't actually mean anything to you yeah yeah, but you know exist and provide a function to their own existence and possibly do serve some sort of purpose but they're so far below you in the scale of grand thing like they don't feed you you don't necessarily maybe feed them but yeah. they exist they're simply there and they're fundamentally un- uh, fundamentally irrelevant to our perception and existence in mm-hmm. the world they themselves can't perceive what they're on they just know that they're, they're there which is which how if you think I probably think AI will interact with us they yeah. will literally just 
our world and their world are not really sitting on the same level hmm. it's more well, of that, a, that, that that plays into the the theory that we're on a giant space turtle hurtling through space that earth is on a thing on a thing yep. space itself as we perceive it to be emptiness and but heavy and have mass and have gravity and all that could exist within the realms of something much bigger than us and we'd not even know it if we don't have the tools and instruments and concepts to even be, to know how to measure that and connect to it and think that it does exist in that way we'd have no way of knowing yeah well it's like um we just know that the the the, the dirt grows food to us you know <laughs> there's that a the sun provides warmth and the rain provides moisture and, yeah and, go watch the there's a documentary on netflix about the hadron collider mm. and it's about the sort of two different schools of thought whether um, the universe is simply the universe and all physics as we know them are consistent throughout all multiverse universes or whether it's more likely that across all multiverses physics is arbitrary and is completely fundamentally different in every single one and ours is just a random number combination that results in the physics that that we used to that yeah. light travels at the speed it travels here that gravity is the strength that it is <coughs> here that heat is absorbed by you know reacts yeah, with yeah. hydrogen and this yeah, yeah. exactly that everything and is just the data came through one way starts. the first time and the other way the second time <laughs> Which suggests the second time is the more likely answer, though, right? Well, you, but comes through I, I see how time. you could come yeah. to that conclusion, and part of me thinks maybe yes, but... Well, who's to say that in the time that between the first and the second test, that this universe didn't change? By doing the first test, we created a different multiverse that we now exist in, so it created well, the second... We've already established that reality changes when you view it. Yep. So they may have viewed it on the first time and, realized, and fundamentally changed it, so when they did it the second time, they viewed it again. Well, it, it brings a need to accept the fact that there is literally nothing other than the subjective capable of being viewed or measured. Yep. Which is... It, 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 it's scary because it implies that scientific pursuit may only be in pursuit of something like the... like. It's like I I think therefore I am. Yeah, self fulfilling prophecy. But it's I think therefore everything that exists is the way it is because I tried to think about it. Yeah, yeah. And I can only think about it in certain yeah ways that locks it into being only in those ways, and anything that doesn't fall into that doesn't exist. Yeah, and it it's mm. it it that's the fucked up thing about science and all that because you know there's the whole physics and science uh physics and and the rest of science never quite see eye to eye on yeah, too many yeah. things and it that there was a big part of it was trying to meld physics into the greater what's it called the unified f- field theory find a a logic for physics that makes sense on both the macro and the micro level yeah yeah and it seems like it can't be done mm. which makes it it's which screams physics as being arbitrary well, it, to what we're i doing. think if right. anything it proves that um the less mass anything has the less 
literally seriously you can take it yeah 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 like the 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 less mass and less yeah the less mass something has the less it the less it follows the rules of physics Mm. therefore it's almost like you have to view reality as a a a position on a wavelength yeah and i mean like a, a curve showing you know the 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 really low down shit where reality doesn't make sense and the really expansive shit where anything worthwhile is impossible yeah. and in the inside that curve is a, another bloody goldilocks spot where we once again exist yeah so you, if you're thinking about it like yeah you, we, we take a number and we divide it so many times it may even be only three iterations but it's a whole number every time we divide it yeah but eventually surely it gets to a point where it's not divisible anymore or there's you know, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, yeah it's not yeah. divisible by a whole number yeah, and you've got to go through all those iterations before you get to another randomly whole number again yeah you're getting so small where the the logic surely you lose the logic of what you've de- you've defined because your de- definition was based on this grand number and you've got to work your way backwards to prove that it works all the way down yeah well it's it's almost like trying to divide one when you don't have a concept of a decimal place yeah it's like no that's the smallest one yeah but now that there's stuff smaller than that we've proved there's stuff smaller than that but we only have one how do you express that thing below that line well you can't really because we haven't yet created a unit of measurement a a, a means to go lower than that it's just yeah there is the the subatomic and potentially stuff below that we understand it's there however our logic that defines our world does not work at that level we have to shift the goalpost if we're ever going to understand yeah. how everything works one can't mean one in six thousand years time so you go ultra low and mm. time is meaningless mm. you go ultra wide and you know the whole universe expansion eventually everything gets too far apart there's not enough energy to support and it all stops mm. it's literally like a bandwidth thing yeah the, the, I mean, part of me always thinks that with science you can actually allegorically explain things that would require huge amounts of study in mathematics but you can explain it through allegory because it's about understanding an idea not actually you know what I mean? Calculating a theory yeah yeah exactly. Yeah, like you could explain it to me with words in a way that I could understand and replicate to others and teach but you'd never get me to understand the maths of it mm. I think that's you'd have to figure out the definable measures like of that philosophy allegor- is a better language for reality than mathematics is yeah that's usually why philosophers were mathematic mathematicians well it's because philosophy doesn't require things to line up that you can shift yeah it, it, things to suit and it, as you wait, learn you can change that philosophy whereas if, if things shift away from your formula that formula is debunked it doesn't get to shape it doesn't get to change you just need to take the what you salvageable from it and put it into something else yeah. and realize and you know that doesn't work so you got to try you don't know how many things you got left to cross off that won't work you've just got to keep trying different yeah. things and think of new and things philosophy to try. allows for inconsistency and allows for the yeah. well you can't work that one out yeah and like the until you, you try to work it out it's going to take you too long there's no way that you can because you've got to figure out what your um it's almost like maths needs a way to to suggest the idea of uncalculability into a mathematical mm. equation and draw that 
as a function so you end up with like a like you, it's that kind of what like, algebra tries to do saying that they, yeah. they get to define what x is for whatever but they're it, trying to work it, out yeah but it's it's like algebra is more about substitution with the understanding that this is a an explanation for what you don't know you 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 present something you don't know and you use mathematical logic to you bounce do know your to, way yeah. around to come back to what you don't know and show therefore what you don't know has to be this yeah because you've ruled out all possibilities by writing trial, a specific yeah, language it's, it's trial by it. yeah, trial almost by it. more philosophical than it is um mathematical. mathematical yeah yeah but mathematical language is a language of certainty yeah the base level of learning mathematics is certainty a a to b equals c yeah Whereas one plus one what, equals two it's yeah. it's the f- definitions that you've then got to use to find out what doesn't yeah you've got to yeah you you have to learn the language before that's basically what maths is all the way up through high school is the, just basically learning a language yeah yeah and, then, and some excel at their language more than others and for the most part i think that has a lot to do with the fact that maths is fundamentally taught wrong yeah but, yeah for sure yeah you can just like if you taught it the right way you'd get people with philosophical minds wanting to get caught up in it yeah but instead it's taught as a cold hard thing that only boring people a unit of measurement that you use for um science and uh just literally measuring things yeah well what part of maths was i good at the part that involved improbabilities (laughs) and and probability and loose concepts as opposed to rigidity it's yeah if you think about it like a language and teach it like a language people will be able to communicate it like a language with each other Whereas all you end up with is a, is a very small section of society who yeah. realise it's a language and can only talk to each other about it or yeah. themselves. And again, I'm sure we are... Um, We're touching on things that people came up with probably hundreds of years ago. Yeah, and no mm. doubt there are actually uh, methods that that follow the lines of thinking and probably have even been superseded by better stuff that follow the lines of thinking. But hey, we're uneducated, but we try. Yeah. Like that's the entire point of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't... We come to conclusions that probably somebody else has already come to. Yeah, and we... I mean... We, we're we good at some stuff, but... We we never pretend to be experts at things. It's definitely... I mean, we're agnostically mediocre. Yeah, but are we, though? No, we're above... The, mediocre implies averageness. Yeah, we're... We're so much smarter than that we're a solid above <laughs> average we do okay we're fine this has been weird shit we and soon shit. to be wide shot wired shit more to come on that in the fur tour yeah you gotta sub it weird shit pod on twitter yeah our weird shit podcast at gmi.com or just uh, listen to our show on stitcher and not itunes because apple's a cunt we'll get back on itunes we just may do it by a horse of a different color oh yeah the call is coming from inside the house i before e because there is no c or god oh god